Do It Your Damn Self is a podcast that explores the movers and shakers of history and today's world who never took no for an answer. Author Jada Taylor discusses everything from music to TV to literature and the people who did it themselves their own way. Greetings, everybody. My name is Jada Taylor, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear my podcast, Do It Your Damn Self, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many other outlets. So come and join this party, sis. I can't wait to host you. It's official! Come on! With DJ Chase on the pregame party mix podcast. What's going on, world? It's the pregame party mix podcast. Make sure you follow me on that Instagram underscore DJ Chase on that Twitter at DJ Chase. That Facebook DA Real DJ Chase. Lock in with me. Enjoy your listening experience. I hope you guys are really, really enjoying the podcast. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy bringing you guys really dope interviews. So you know, have some fun. Tune in. Lock in. Yeah, the pregame party mix podcast. Let's get it. Just time to 
interruptions guide us, but what if we just surrender to silence? Please stick to your path, find the beauty inside You've got so much to offer if you'd only see Lift your head up, put it down, take a breath and look around It's not really all that bad, we just need some time To reconnect, to decompress, to take it slow and just let it go Minister, one only DJ Chase, the pregame party miss podcast, right here on DJ Chase Radio, YouTube, DJ Chase TV, Apple, and Spotify podcast. We have the lovely, the talented Pennsylvania's own, I'm gonna say Paris own, Miss Robin, Miss Robin Bennett. How you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, this is New York City is is rough on it, rough out here, but I'm here. <laughs> New York City is rough. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> rough, bro. Uh, you know, uh, first I want to get into. You know, I want I want people to know who you are. I want people to know, understand Robin Bennett and like all the glory that she brings and all the talent that she brings. You know, uh, we're gonna start with your background first. So, for, you know, you uh, you from Pennsylvania, right? What part of Pennsylvania are you from? I'm from northeastern Pennsylvania, like. Uh-huh. North of Scranton. Everyone knows Scranton because yeah. we know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like Average. really northeastern, just south of Binghamton, New York, actually. Okay, cool. On oh. 80, on 80. That's a, that's in Pennsylvania, my second home. So exactly, yeah. Yeah, I used to, I used to live in uh Wilkes-Barre. I used to stay in Wilkes-Barre. Oh. So mm, okay, yeah, yeah, so copy, copy. And then okay. um you went to school in New York, you went to NYU for a little while. How was your how was your experience in a dirty New York? How how was it nerdy New York? <laughs> it was tiring. It was yeah. tiring. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I loved it. I, I studied musical theater there. Um, but it was definitely too much for this country girl. <laughs> Growing up in Pennsylvania was like a shock. It was an awesome time, but then I I actually continued on at Vassar, um, mm. which is, you know, a little bit out more in the country. And um yeah. that was that was a better fit for me. <laughs> I listen. I understand. I live here, so unfortunately, I'm stuck here. So it's crazy. Yeah, I understand. I totally, <laughs> I totally understand. And then, um, lastly, now you settled. You, you finally settled. You found just your, your home in Paris. Uh, you know how? How did? What? What made you want to go to Paris of all places? You know. 
Uh, I feel like for as long as I can remember, um, I had the opportunity to go to France with my parents. My dad was an international student advisor at mm. uh, at a university in Binghamton, and we traveled a lot every summer. And one summer we went to France. Maybe I was like ten years old, and ever since that time, I just always wanted to speak French. It was mm. like. I just felt like that's whatever I do in life, I want to speak French. And so I always thought, well, the best place to do that would be in France. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so then I, yeah, so I studied French and then I actually, I went to France to get my master's in the French literature. So oh, wow, okay. part of my schooling, like I, and yeah. so I thought I, it was free. It was a program that they offered to me. So I thought I'm going to Paris and then I just never came back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even blame you. I don't even blame you. Like, you know, it's crazy. I went to Germany. I went to Berlin um, in 2019 and it was like beautiful over there. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm always traveling. So I'm always oh, like, yeah. yeah, Berlin is nice. I haven't been to Paris yet. I'm, I'm mad because I want to go to London and I want to go to Paris. I haven't been there yet. So I'm working. Definitely. On it. Yeah, you, you have know. to go. Yeah, for sure. And what and what made you love Paris so much? Like besides wanting to speak French, like what about Paris and Europe? Make because coming from Pennsylvania, that's like night and day. You know what I'm saying? So what made you want to like? Yeah. What What about Paris made you love it so much? Um, I don't know. I just I felt really at home. I mm. felt really like I felt like I was in my element. Like yeah. I had always I had always wanted to sing and dance, which I have like done my whole life. But mm. I, then I kind of went on this like university path and studied French and literature. When I came to Paris, I really got back to like music and dancing, and I felt like it was here that I like that I flourished the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but I, I don't know. Just life here is slower. New York is so fast. Tell Everything me about is so it. Fast. Tell me about it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like that slower pace, taking, you know, having mm. a glass of wine on a terrace, having a coffee. Instead of taking your yeah. coffee to go, you sit down 10 minutes, have a Enjoy coffee. Enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, no. you know, and then, uh, you know, what about Paris influenced your musical sound? Because you have, we're going to get into your, like your sound. You have a real unique sound of music. Like what about Paris influenced your, um, your sonics and your musical sound? Uh, I would say that just definitely like listening to French music, which is something that I had never heard, listened to before, like mm. like French, la, la musique française, but like what they call it, like it's just like, it's kind of like a, I don't know, it's a, it's a different sound. And I think hearing it all the time and listening to different artists like Jacques mm. Brel or Serge Gainsbourg, like those different artists definitely influenced um, the music that I write also with my husband, Ben, who is French. So okay. he has this like huge musical culture, even though his first love is jazz and he was stayed in yeah. New Orleans for a long time, but like, mm. yeah. Definitely. Okay, gotcha, got you. And now you joined the cast of Cabaret. You know, do you like singing? Do you like stage performing better or do you like the studio better? Oh, that's a tough <laughs> one. I don't know. I, well, I think I would have to say stage just because yeah. especially, especially, well, cabaret was also interesting because there was interaction with the mm. audience, okay. which a lot of times you don't get. But because um, I mean, when you get those vibes from the audience, just like feeling that love and you feel that energy. Yeah, that's, just, that's amazing. The studio is also cool because there's a lot of energy, but like between the musicians and the producer and like just everybody's there. Mm. But I love them both. I love gotcha. Them both. gotcha, gotcha. And uh, 2009, that was your first album, correct? Bang Bang, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, you co-produced that. And like like I said, it was a jazz fusion kind of album. And then mm -hmm. like right now you do like 
uh, more show show tunes, performance tunes, and more interactive music as far as the sound. You know, what made you want to like? Because you have, like I said, you have a very creative sound that's unique to you, and I've never heard that before. What made you? <laughs> what made you want to do that style versus uh, like more pop and rock and like? What made you want to do that more versus that? I don't think it was. I don't think it was like an actual choice. I mm. think it was just that it like that's just what we did. Like when when yeah. I met when I met Ben, who plays the trombone, he um, in cabaret. He invited me to sing on one of his albums. It was mm. his one of his first albums, and then we started like messing around together and saying, well, we should we should write music together. We should do stuff. And from the very beginning, we both said like. Let's just not make any constraints. Let's not put any pressure. Let's just write and whatever comes out, comes out. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes total sense, you know. And, yeah. you know, and then and, and as, as a songwriter, right, you know, I, you you were in the music business. Same with me. I was in it before streaming and after streaming. What do you like better? Do you like the streaming or do you like the the CDs and the hard sell and the flyers and things like that? How were you like? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a tough one because, I mean, I feel like I... The, th the thing that I hate about streaming, I love streaming because you can reach so many different people in different countries, which is yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, but what I hate about it is that, like, I remember when I was younger, like, getting a CD and you just listen to the whole CD, you know, yeah. like, you just sat down and listened to it. Yeah. And I feel like now everything's just like, it's all about a song or even, like, you listen to, like, 30 seconds of a song and then, no, go to the next song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't know. For sure, but for in, sure. In that time period when it was all just, like, hard, you know, CDs, flyers, mm. all that, you reached such a smaller audience. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And okay, and then, and then, um, you know, as as an artist, because you know, some of your influences, you can tell who you who you listen to a lot. You know what I'm saying? Especially listen to your music. You know, because you, but you don't. Once again, your style is unique to you. Who did you listen to growing up? Growing up, I listened to a lot of Michael Jackson, <laughs> um, just because also I love to dance. And that was like the first I was like dancing around the house. And then I was like, get out of the house, go take yeah. dance classes. <laughs> um, I can't listen to this uh, anymore. Um, yeah. I, but also like just everything. My dad was a huge jazz guy. So I was always listening to his jazz records. Mm. Um, uh, Ray Charles, Aretha Franklin. Um, Billy Holiday, Sarah Vaughn. I loved Frank Sinatra. I had this like a year when I was young when I just just listened to <laughs> one album of Frank Sinatra. It was like one album. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but so many things. Like, ugh, I don't know. Yeah, I listened to that. <laughs> okay, and who would you say would be your big influence? Like your biggest influence? Biggest influence I would have to say is Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones because oh, wow okay you know yeah yeah gotcha yeah, just because the for me that's like yeah yeah <laughs> and you know a lot of your music too is a uh, big band is very instrumental uh mm -hmm. do you do you write the your, I mean do you write your own lyrics and produce the music as well or you just write the lyrics and have somebody else produce the music so um, Ben and I, Ben Van Hill, my husband and I, we write mm. all the music together. He, I write all the lyrics mm. and I do, I do almost all the melodies. Um, and he is the one who does all the arrangements mm. and the producing. So. That's, that's nice. That's really nice. See, you guys, because it sounded so polished, you know what I'm saying? Do you record out in Paris as well too or no? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. why I sound like that. It sounds super like I'm listening to the because I'm a, I'm a producer's producer. I'm listening to the sonics. I'm like the vocals is like right here, and then the production. <laughs> I'm like it sound really good, you know. So that's that's nice. That's nice. How are the studios in our uh, Paris? How are they how are the, how are the studios out there? They're great. They're really yeah. great. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have the last the past. Uh, two albums we recorded them at this place called uh, Question de Son, which translates to yeah. Question of Sound. Oh so wow! Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, and so this guy Fred, Fred Vectal, he mm. is the one who uh, records and mixes everything, and he's just like it's great because he's right there with us, and yeah, we produce everything. You know, um, yeah, like you said, I'm almost like, no, I want the voice to be like, yeah, right your voice there. pops out. Like, and I'm listening because you can you tell I'm a, I'm an engineer, I'm a super engineer, so I'm yeah, listening yeah, yeah. to the. Cause I try to put the I try to put the vocals because the rap you know rappers they loud so you got to put I the know. vocals like a little yeah. bit lower so I'm like okay and then like your vocals are just like they feel like glue on the headphones so I'm like okay it's really like right there you know so that's good I I, I appreciate good sonics trust me I do <laughs> <laughs> and um you. now for sure and now your music has a I want to get into the music of you like you know you have a lot a lot of positive messages all the way back from the original music like there's mm-hmm. all they're all positive uplifting messages do you do that on purpose or uh, I don't like I said before I don't think it's really like a choice mm. I feel like it's more who I am like in my daily life I just try to be positive because I feel like pff, yeah. it's a waste it's a waste of time not to be for sure Even though- some days it's a struggle. I'm not saying that, you know, some days I'm down and I'm yeah. crying on the couch. But yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Now I understand. But yeah. Yeah. I feel like that, yeah, that's just the kind of thing that I want to convey the most in mm-hmm. my life. And so I, I imagine in the music that it comes out. Nah, because, you know, once again, and I appreciate it because that's what attracted me to your sound anyway, because I'm like, uh, like, because people think, oh, I'm just this hip hop guy. I'm like, listen, I don't even li- I barely even listen to hip hop. I listen to spoken word and rock music all day. So I'm just good <laughs> at producing it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, you know, I appreciate the uplifting messages because even sometimes with me, like I just get tired of hearing the negative stuff all day. Like there's only so much of that I could take. You know what I'm saying? Even me being a DJ, I have to take times off like. <laughs> okay, let me you know listen to something else, and uh, one of my yeah, and then one of my favorite songs of yours is a uh, fight song because I'm a little biased to this song. You know what I'm saying? That's really funky bass, jazz bass music. What is what inspired that song? This fight song. Fight song. Uh, that was inspired by a um, uh, a strike, a transportation strike here in mm. Paris. They have a lot of strikes. They go on strikes a lot here. I respect. Listen, as 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 somebody who gas prices are five dollars in America. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a striker, so I understand. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no, it was just basically the idea that everybody, uh, everyone was bitching, everyone around me. I could hear them, you know, just being like, "Oh, it's such a pain. I can't get to work." Blah blah. Mm. And I was in my head, I was just like, "Gosh!" But like, if people are st- on strike, there's a reason. Like, there's there's a reason that they're doing this. Yeah, yeah. For and sure. even if it's not you who's affected by it, try Mm. to put yourself in their shoes. And, you know, I mean, your life is so much easier than you think it is compared to so many other people's lives. So it was just that about being like, just trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes and be like, let's fight these fights together instead Mm. of, instead of, you know, bringing each other down. Gotcha, gotcha, for sure. And one thing I noticed too about your marketing and branding, right? You know, you have, once again, you're a very unique artist and that's what really kind of, you have it down packed. And as somebody who owns an independent label, I'm like, okay, 
she gets it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, your vi- some of your videos are actually live performances mixed in with the video. That is like super. I've never seen that before. Oh and I'm yeah, like, yeah. Cool. I'm ne- like, I, cause I've seen rock bands do like the concerts, but you actually have the the footage of the con- performance as a music video. Like, what made you? What made you want to market that? Like, what made you do that? Uh, I feel like just that. Like one of our strong point from the mm. beginning was just live was performing live because mm. that's like like I said that's I mean we love that and um I feel like we just wanted to put that in the forefront and show people that even in our media because that was like mm. that's that's where we shine and that's what we love to do is connect to people live so. yeah for sure for sure for sure and you know what like I said you have a big you're a big touring artist as well too yeah I know you're getting it over there I, I want to travel overseas more to DJ definitely where's oh, your yeah. fa- where's your favorite place to uh, perform at uh, I feel like um uh, in in Paris, my favorite place to perform is the New Morning Club. Mm. Um, I saw Trombone Shorty there not too long ago. And okay, it's just it's a really it's a small club. Now he mm. when he's coming back this year, he's playing like in a really big venue. But yeah, um, it's a small club that's just has so much energy and so much positive like mm. vibes. Awesome. That is my favorite place in Paris. But otherwise, I feel like my favorite country to play in is is Germany. Germany. Yeah, yeah, they Germany. party out there. They party. When I went Ooh. to Berlin, yeah, when I went to Berlin, I was like, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and they're just like into the music. They don't care. Like, I feel like in France, a lot of times they try to mm-hmm. put you in a box. Like, is this jazz? Is it mm. soul? Is it hip hop? What is it? I don't oh, know. Okay, gotcha. Kind of like in their head, and but in yeah. Germany, they're like, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Let's just have fun. fun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I went the first night there, I was in some club. I'm like, where the, where the heck am I at? I was like, what is this? I was like, yeah, what is this? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and let me ask you another question, too. Like, does the language barrier kind of like when you're booking shows? Because like my show is really geared towards independent creatives and people trying to educate as well. When you're over there, do you um like is the language barrier booking shows easier or harder? Does it make it easier or harder over there? That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I try. I try. I try. <laughs> yeah. um, you mean like actually getting the show booked? Well, like it, like it depends. Like, okay, so you say like a booking agent calls you up, or do you book? But well, you're independent as well. So, like, as far as you booking your shows, do the language barrier? Like, say, okay. Like you said, they conform you into the box of the sound. Do they say, okay, what does she do? Does it make it harder for you to book shows over there? Um, yes, I would say mm. that definitely is true. Um, but also, like in Germany, mm-hmm. we we have a tour. We have a tour manager in Germany, okay. so we go. They and we have their. It's actually a label. We're on their label too. Because okay. in, in Germany. Uh, a lot of places they don't even speak English. I know, yeah, yeah, it was tough. Yeah, one club we didn't even get into, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was, it, I, I kind of saw it, so I was like, okay. So I feel like, yeah, if you're looking to tour in Germany, that like if you mm. don't have someone who's taking care of you and doing all those inside connections, that it mm. could definitely be really difficult. Um, gotcha. But, but I feel like in France, it's a little bit easier. And mm. I mean, I do speak French fluently, so. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, cool, <laughs> yeah. cool, cool. And then your upcoming tour, your upcoming tour, where do you look forward to performing at? Um. So, well, yeah, our upcoming tour actually is in Germany. So yeah. 
Yeah, I'm super excited. We're gonna go back to Hanover, which I love. I'm so excited to go back there. And we also just booked a show in June in in Reitberg, Germany. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's in a theater that's like around like this. It's really cool. Oh so. wow! Okay, dope, 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 dope. And then do you do, and then do you take the big band with you, or do you just say, okay, do you have the band already there with you? Like, do you have a set band that you rock with? Mm-hmm. We do. We try. Yeah, we have. Mm. Um, so it's my husband Ben and I. He plays trombone, and I'm singing. And then we have four other guys: mm. a guy on drums, a guy on keyboards, uh, a saxophone player, and a guitarist. Nice, so, nice, 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 nice. Yeah. And you know, one of my last questions is like, what is the most difficult thing that you had to deal with thus far? You've had a a very unique career that's like one of a kind. You have you traveled all over. You come from and then think of it this way: you come from such a small town in Pennsylvania, which is like Amish country, to yes. be to performing in <laughs> Germany, to performing in Germany. What made you want to? You know, like what is the most difficult thing that you feel like you had to endure? Just one. You don't have to get too many. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't we don't want to get people down and be like, oh no. Yeah, for sure. No, the most difficult thing, I don't know. I don't like I don't know if I can say if it's one thing. I think mm. the most difficult thing in general mm. is just to believe in yourself and to keep going. Yeah. Like and it because it comes back, because it always comes back. There's always that little voice. There's always some comment that somebody makes or some little thing that you say why am I doing this? Why does it matter? Who's going to listen to my music? Who's going to come to my concerts? Sometimes we have done concerts and there were 10 people there. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. And, and we produced the concert. So like we had to pay for the, yeah. you know, the venue and you say, geez, why are we doing this? But yeah. then, but then there's like this next thing that happens and it's awesome. And I feel like in general, it's just getting past those moments and saying, no matter what, you got to keep going and believing in yourself. So respect it, respect it. And, you know, I want to ask you a question, right? Are you, you do you ever plan on coming back to America? <laughs> yeah, because I know it's rough over here right now, boy. I'm I telling think you. So. I, I understand. So. I understand. I understand. Now, the, the song Why We Here, which really got my attention and what, how we started talking, are uh, Take It Slow. You know, that's one of my favorite songs. I, I, I definitely like I put it on my radio station. I got it on my playlist. Um, you know, I, I, I'm one of those people who need to take it slow because I, be, I became a workaholic doing music, you know, mm-hmm. and then you talk about people being glued to their phones and just losing sight of reality. You know what I'm saying? What yeah. made you want to write that song? Uh, I don't Maybe I was at a, I feel like maybe the idea was that I was at a restaurant and there was a couple next to me and they were just on their phones the whole time. Like, I don't, I don't think that they even looked at each other. Like Uh, maybe they were having a fight. (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to judge, but it just made me, it gave me, it got me thinking about like, there's so many times when you see that when people are together, but they're not Mm. together. They're just Yeah. You know, and I was like, come on. And I just felt like in, in music and everything, like we, we need these. Like you said, you became a workaholic. Like I spend yeah. so much time on the computer, on my phone. You know, you know how it is. And and I feel like that that's also one of the reasons that I love touring and getting back on stage is because mm. you're there and you can't yeah. be on your phone while you're singing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it was just that that need to be like, come on, we need to just kind of get back to basics a little bit, yeah, not forget yeah. that. And also after the confinement and after um, being, you know, stuck in our homes mm. for the quarantine and everything, like yeah. we couldn't be together and we had to use these, you know, phones and computers to co- communicate. communicate. But now yeah. we can, now we can get back. And so I feel like. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. I totally, yeah. I totally agree with you. And, you know, one of my questions before we go is what advice do you feel like, you know what, um, anybody coming into the music business, because once again, yes, very successful. You know, you, you, you did what it takes to win. You know what I'm saying? You traveled, <laughs> you relocated. What's one piece of advice that you have for anybody trying to get into the music business? <laughs> I feel like the one piece of advice that I already said was to not to always believe in yourself and just to not give up no matter what even if everyone says your music sucks <laughs> yeah for sure for no. sure I agree no there's that <laughs> um, also to just um, be open to to uh, communicating with other people about your music and mm. if they have suggestions or doing co- collaborations with other people just like just being open and and just keeping going and being true to like what you want to do don't make music that you think other people want to hear or because mm. that's or because that's what's like on the radio do what you do yeah, yeah. gotcha you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I know that's hard that's hard to do sometimes but like i feel like that's yeah for sure for sure <laughs> and my very very last question because you're in you're independent as well but you know you kind of have what maybe a distribution deal or something like that yeah. do yeah. you want to do you want to stay independent or do you want to get um, like a major major platform no independent yeah yeah i feel like um i feel like there was a time maybe uh, five years ago when i was like oh it would be so much easier if we were just on a big record label or something yeah. and a- around that time i had quite a few friends in paris who are mostly in the jazz world but mm. and they they signed to like blue note records or something mm. and they just lost control totally mm. wow. of the music that they made who they worked with mm. um the musicians who recorded with them everything like even what they posted on instagram like and we're wow. talking these aren't like you know huge pop stars but this is like in the jazz world but like and yeah. i just they were so frustrated mm. and i was like okay so maybe it wouldn't be easier like there's mm. different you know there's always things that are going to be hard and always things that are going to be easier no matter what but yeah. i feel like we've gotten this far being independent so i'm like yeah. all the way independent <laughs> there you go there you go man thank you miss robin bennett thank you so much this was like one of my funnest thank you, interviews Chase. thank you thank you thank you uh shout anything yeah promote whatever you got promote it go ahead all right so first thing to do is go to my website robinbennett.com r-o-b-y-n-b-e-n-n-e-t-t yeah and sign up for my newsletter There'll be a pop-up for that. And um, so then you'll get all the information first. And uh, yeah, connect on socials, Robin Bennett Music on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, listen to my music on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. There we go, man. It's the lovely, talented, super talented Robin Bennett, man. DJ Chase, the pregame party, Miss Podcast, right here on DJ Chase Radio, Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcast, and YouTube, DJ Chase TV. Check in. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's the one only DJ Chase, man. You know this, man. You're now locked in. DJ Chase Radio, the new, new audio home for the creative, man. Keep it locked. Stream 24-7. Let's go. We are lit. Lit. Lit.
You are now listening to DJ Chase Radio. Turn your radio up. The home of the creative. Tune in 24-7.